Welcome to the Digging Six Feet Under podcast, where every week we review each episode of HBO's original television series, Six Feet Under, with your hosts and licensed funeral directors, Victor Rubio and Natalie Willis. Hey, I'm Victor Rubio. And I'm Natalie Robert Willis. And today we are here to discuss the season four premiere of Six Feet Under, Falling Into Place. Uh, Natalie, welcome as the, do I say full-time? <laughs> Does this come with benefits if I'm full-time? <laughs> How's the health insurance with this gig? <laughs> uh, I released an episode uh, along with this one today just to let everyone know about the little change we're doing in the podcast. And, and the short of it is Natalie is... We're going to be closing out seasons four and five, me and her. Uh, Anything you'd like to say to all your Snapchat and Instagram fans? Thanks for the love on Snap. Thanks for the love on Insta. I love you guys. Good pictures. Your lives are amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) It's fun. I I love social media. So um, part of you now being a full-time host, uh, part of you knew this was coming. I want to play a particular sound clip. Of once you, Ooh, what you, oh, I didn't realize you were gonna put me in that. Do this, do it to me like this. Yeah. Okay, bro. So it's gonna sound. <laughs> we're gonna listen through the speakers, but I'm gonna edit it on here. I can't believe you're doing this to me. You just set me up yet again. I don't even want to know what it is that you have. I'm a little nervous. So uh, once upon a time, again, Natalie helped create the name of the podcast. I did, and she's been on a quite a few episodes prior now. And when we recorded the My Girl episode, Natalie <laughs> thought this is what the podcast was called. Well, this has been fun just going outside of the uh, six feet under lens. This was a good idea. Very yep. fun. I'm looking uh, forward to your second season of Six Feet yes. Under Digging Podcast. Very nice. <laughs> I'm such an idiot sometimes. So, I have dyslexia. I get it backwards, man. So <laughs> welcome to the Six Feet Under Digging Podcast. I even created the name. I'm such an idiot. <laughs> You really did. I never even realized that during all of this. This has to be one of the dumbest moments of my life. And thank you so much for making sure everybody heard that. But you know what? You know what's funny too is uh, it was on an Instagram post. Remember, I made you change that. Oh yes. <laughs> well, um, to get to the the, the show, um, we are now we're like in the closing stages of Six Feet Under. I think there's 13 episodes in this. No, there's 12 episodes in this season and 10. So mm-hmm. we're like at the final 22 episodes. And I guess I feel like a lot of it started at the end of season three, but kind of everything is, this is kind of like a Lisa funeral episode. And then it kind of sets up the rest to finish out. Uh, I guess anything before we start to get into it. No, this was this, you had, you definitely had to watch the last episode of season three in order to follow on. Cause you, you were right. It picks right up right at the end of it. And that's what's crazy about it is it literally, uh, I forget who I was talking to. I don't know if it was you or Jillian from the prior episode, like wondering how did season four pick up? And it's, it's seconds. Like it, it, it does. nothing seconds. There's no time change or whatever, but, uh, there's a part in the episode where they comment on the time change and we'll get there. Uh, I love 
the the tone and the like the uh, aesthetics for this season or next season. Because if you kind of like watch this episode, you could do it any TV show. If you watch this episode and then you go to the pilot, everyone looks so different, don't they? But like if you go episode to episode, you yeah. don't notice the changes. Yeah. Uh, to me, Michael C. Hall, because he's like two years away from Dexter now, he looks a lot more. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the word is. He just looks a lot more. I don't know. I, I never liked the way he looked like that first season. It's like that with all pilot episodes, though. You know, they oh, yeah, start anything, out like anything, and then that as you, then they grow older and, and there's grow always overacting there, in yes, pilots. Oh it's yes, always. always. You know? <laughs> um, but we could start out with this, and there was, um, um, uh, God, what do you call that? Commentary from the writer. Um, so I, there's a few points in there, but uh, the death capsule is where we basically see. Uh, forget his name. I had it here because his name is rather important. Something, something we'll have it here on the screen. Um, I mean, there's really not much to it. Uh, have you ever done acid or whatever drug he's on? No. No, I didn't mean today, like oh, in the no. past week. Oh, okay. No. I just mean, it's like a really good... I mean, did you, I mean, did you think I'd be like, yeah, man, did acid all the time? Well, no. the joke was like, Don't oh my drugs. God, they nailed it. Last they... time I was on acid... Oh, oh yeah, 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 they did. But listen, when I first, when I started with that death capsule, I thought, I mean, I was like, okay, so that must be like how everybody was dressing back then, like, <laughs> like in 2006, yeah. the nineties or whatever. I didn't realize that it was like a flashback flashback. Yeah. Seventies. Yeah. Uh, this is up until one point in the episode, the, the, the death is rather inconsequential. Yes. But. Uh, and again, I'll, when when the name pops up on the screen, we'll like go back. Then he made the name so long because there's three names, so you could realize what you saw later in the episode. Because if it was like Joe Smith, and then you saw that urn later, you'd be like, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess we could. Have move. you ever done acid? I'm on it right now. <laughs> uh, did you think this girl looked like Claire at all, Cindy or Tracy? No. Wait, hold on. This is really bad. We can't. Well, oh come bit. on she looks like claire no just a I'm, little okay bit. a smidge yeah, a yeah. smidge um that's what my mustache looks like when i don't wax <laughs> that's what i'm focused on come on that looks just like claire okay um like you said uh, our season four starts out moments i mean probably within the same closing three uh seconds of season three and nate's at brenda's um to fast forward to what happens between Nate and Brenda. Yeah. You have thoughts on this. I just, it, I, just awkward, awkward. Did you feel bad for Brenda at all? Yes. Yes. Why? and No, I don't know. Um, I felt bad for her because there's only one reason why he's reaching out and, but she's like truly, truly loves him. I think he just needed a comfortable place. I don't think that's why he reached out. Obviously. Yeah. It was, well, she's safe zone. Yeah. But I think he just needed a place to, I don't know, because like with his family, it's always, there's always, I mean, even when you see it, when his family, there's a bunch of questions, and obviously, why wouldn't there be? With Brenda, with Brenda she just kind of knew. Yeah. And yeah, it's just a total safe zone. But I, I don't think he went there. Let me ask you, why do you think he, because it's not like he was like, I hate saying the word, it's not like he was horny, or like he needed sex. <laughs> Your face when I said <laughs> horny. <laughs> I don't like that word. I think it's... I know, I don't like it either. Yeah. Um, but I mean, why... Like if you're if you could try and put yourself in Nate's shoes, why is he having sex with Brenda? Because he's just lost his wife. I mean, this is this is a reaction to grief. Just 
I guess so. That's how. Listen, that's how people deal with grief sometimes. I, I is they know, just? I'm just. Uh, I'm not. I'm not saying no. It, um, I just wouldn't wouldn't think of the night of because you you got to realize we are hours from him hearing it. Yeah, but I mean you. You not you're not in his shoes. You don't know what he's going through mentally. No, and, and fair enough. I just I couldn't imagine. Like I need to get over this by having sex, because he what I do. He just he's crazy drunk and he just got the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. So there's some key words here and why he made this decision. He's crazy drunk. Okay, and that's <laughs> I, probably I why I he wanted to do that. But I I wonder too. Like, um, do, doesn't sex like the the act of sex and then the um the moment that you know the sex was good doesn't that release endorphins and help you? But I don't think a this, bit. And it, maybe that's crazy. maybe your body is like trying to do something to help heal you. But he's crying during really sex. overanalyzing <laughs> sex. Uh, there it is. Bruno, Bruno Bakersville watch Walsh. Walsh. And there's they making that. I was just saying he has all cuts and bruises on him. Uh, I wouldn't sleep with that. So <laughs> I mean, God. Well, bless here's that. the thing too, right? Yeah. Like Brenda could have slept on the couch. Yeah. So no, I, I, that, that would have been inappropriate. She he no, needed to be with her. It would because she wants to comfort him. It's I don't know. I don't know how she. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. I mean, it, it does definitely feel like a seed planted for later. I just think there's. While, see, I don't even know who you say is complicit in it because, like I said, she could have left him. Like, he's so tired, he just got beat up and all this stuff. Like, he is going to pass out soon. And I know I'm speaking as a rational person who didn't just lose his wife and, like, Nate did. Okay, make uh, sure we have that understanding. <laughs> I just feel like Brenda's a little complicit in it. But the reason why I asked if you felt bad for Brenda is because I was watching this with my girlfriend and she was like as soon as it happened she was like "Ooh, i feel bad for her yeah but it's kind of the idea like if she did just get used for sex she she went it's not like she I went don't, against I don't her think will that she, no, no no it's oh i, I don't th- i don't i I, th- I think that she's i, I think, think she's they're... being a friend i think she's she's in love with him yeah and um you can't i'm sorry i mean well i mean i don't know about that beat up face that is definitely not going to turn me on but i mean she loves him he's there i mean just being having that his body present she's still in love with him she's still doing that and she's being a friend and if he needed to to have sex and release then she let it happen i'll say this on the him being bloody and like how unattractive that is i think for him it was primal urge like i just i need to get whatever for her it's probably it doesn't she doesn't even matter how nate looks it's not even about she loves him. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Just like that whole thing. But I know? also think if we look through all the episodes of Six Feet Under, I think that Nate deals with a lot of things through sexual intercourse. Well, I'm so glad you said that. And it's almost like yeah. you set this up on purpose. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I could just, I, I know that guy. Well, this is the thing. <laughs> I know that guy. And y'all quit calling me when y'all have problems. Okay. This is the Lord third Jesus. woman Nate has slept with since Lisa has gone missing. Yeah. Cause you That's have, how he deals with it. He's you, a sex addiction. You have the, um, the, 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 the woman from death row. Yes. The daughter. Yes. You have the skank. I, and you know what? You know what? We're going to talk Go about ahead. that. Go I, talk I, about I'm it quick. So... Talk about it quick because we have to get on with the rest of the episode. Uh, okay. I know because I could spend all day on this one. She is not a skank for picking up somebody at a bar and going home with it. She just wants to have sex as well too. When guys pick up ladies from bars, you know, what are their heroes? When I pick up somebody from a bar, 
I'm a skank. skank? No. no. You know what? And we've talked about and you, and you know what? I'm not calling you a skank. You, you better not. But here's the thing. She's not a skank because she wants to have sex too. That's cool, girl. Do you. Use protection. Do you, boo. However, what we talked about is... Because I'm mad. I don't like that. Go I, ahead. I think that, Hurry up. That's what Amber's slut walk is all about. I think that it was irresponsible parenting is what we pin that on. She's an irresponsible parent to bring home a stranger. And, you know, that's a bad... It's, a bad environment but if she wants to pick up men from bars then let her pick up a man from a bar would and you, don't judge her would you agree that on this show they made her out to look sleazy they did and okay, I okay wait, wait, hold that. on right there and then when when i'm, I'm we're, we're referring to jillian in the prior episode who i love okay i love okay. jillian <laughs> okay she's a but great voice i don't think i i think the term skank is just more like she i don't think at any point if you, t- I bet you, if you removed the child out of that scenario, I bet you, Jillian, that the entire thing goes different. It would have been like, look at these, look at the two of them assholes, because both of them, because you even say you don't see it on Nate's face, he doesn't want to do this, but he sees the kid and everything. I'm yeah. telling you, the kid changes everything. Yeah. I don't think skank was a term. I mean, no, I think we're all old enough now that a, uh, whether a guy or a woman picks, if you're a rational person, right? Which I believe Jillian to be. She is. Whether a guy or girl picks up a guy at a, a girl, whatever, at a bar to go home and have sex with is while I understand the whole, the media people, like, you know, kind of how we portray that stuff. I understand. But if you're rational about it and you aren't doing it every night on both sides, look at you, look at me like Wait, that. So, you, so you're irrational. Okay. We should, you're irrational if you are picking up men from bars every night now. No, no, no. I oh. No, I'm saying if, if. Well, don't don't you I think, think it was irresponsible parenting. That's it. I don't think that And yes, and yes the show did paint her to be sleazy. I right. get it. I get it. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> uh while we're still sticking with the Nate thing, you have to think about the twenty four hours he just had. Because within had the twenty four hours, hours he found that his wife is dead, he had the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. And he just slept with his ex wife. <laughs> that's like that's more than a lifetime for Woo. most people. <laughs> Uh, Nate comes home to tell his family that Lisa is dead. After a big happy celebration. Yes, uh, with Ruth's wedding. And is this here? Yes. Uh, I guess before that, right? Um, Nate and George are just totally in the bone zone. Yeah. I, just, I like saying bone yeah. zone. Yeah, that's that's a, a word you can use. <laughs> uh, was I... Was, no, I wasn't discussing that with you. Um... When Nate comes in and tells everyone, I bursted out laughing when, you know, everyone's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And George comes in and he's like, good morning. <laughs> <laughs> like, just the most inappropriate. George uh, is so inappropriate right now. I'll tell you what. They, they uh, for continuity errors and whatnot, Claire, because Claire's like mad that Nate didn't show up to the wedding. Yo, fuck that. Yeah. Why would you? I, but I feel like she wasn't feeling like that the prior episode. You know, I, I think just a little bit of continuity thing. Yeah. Um, I, I still, I mean, I understand that life has to go on even in the wake of tragedies and, and so forth. But Lisa's been gone for how long? Yeah. A few weeks. A few a weeks. And weeks we're going to have a wedding. Than, I mean, yeah. we couldn't put that off for a little bit no, of I more know. time. I said last episode. I don't Yeah, fall. I heard. Yeah, you yeah. guys, you guys were talking about that for yeah. sure. Um, Nate has a vision of Lisa and how she wanted to go. Uh, I love, and this is definitely where you could tell there was a funeral director involved in there because they don't say you smell like embalming fluid. You smell like cavity. Yes, that's, I picked up on that's that. That's like, 
a funeral director sees that and it's like, yep. No, she said to to Nate, you yeah. stink. You like cavity. Ooh. No, she goes, ooh, oh, you, you smell. smell like that. And he Nate goes, says, yeah, oh, yeah. that's the cavity fluid. Have you ever, has anyone ever told you when you come home that you smell like yes. embalming? Like she, no, they, they, they haven't told me embalming fluid. First of all, like when I get case, when I've had cases in that are like decomps or heavy, like got to use a lot of cavity to maybe do a cavity wrap or so forth. When I go home, I've had, uh, like my ex-husband would say, you stink. Yeah. <laughs> Please get in the shower. I can, I can smell it on me too. Yeah. I get it. When I, when I was working trade and it just, that's all I was doing all day. Uh, I come home and just, it really has that. The way I had it described to me is that high school science lab chemical smell. Yes. Because we know what formaldehyde, we know what it smells like, but other people who aren't whatever, um, that's always how it got described to me. Uh, David goes to get Lisa. Well, first of all, I guess I love in this episode between uh, Nate and David, there's really strong brother moments because, you know, Nate's like, I have to go pick up Lisa. And David's like, I'll come with you. Yeah. Usually, usually it's like, ah, no, don't worry. You don't have to do that. And David yeah. has to be like, you know, um, but when they go to get her body at the medical examiner's office, that guy, I don't even think he said anything that wrong. Do you remember? I don't think that he said anything of that wrong either, but they're ultra sensitive right now. So oh, of course. It of just course. doesn't. I mean, I, I actually don't remember exactly what the attendance at the medical examiner said. something office. about his organs are congealed because she's been in the water and all this stuff. Yeah. I mean, let's, you know, in my opinion, um, it's uh, another professional talking to another professional. He was unaware that that was a relative of the right. funeral directors. And the moment that he became aware of it, he changed his tone. Yeah. I don't, he didn't say anything inappropriate hear any jokes, you know, even, even from professional professional, if I go and I hear like an attendant making some off the color remark, I will definitely look at them and say, please don't talk like that. I didn't think it was that dramatic, but he's sensitive. I wonder too. And, and, and if we're here nitpicking, uh, I wonder too, if he would have known like you know, because you have to talk about, they don't just show up, you know? You know what I'm I saying? Like, they would have known, like, hey, this is a... I, well, in our community, if, God forbid, something... You would have known. Of course I That's would have. I, no, no, not you, not you. I yeah. mean, like, In our you, community, person, like, yeah. when if, if, if somebody that we love that is as close to us, and they go to the medical examiners, yeah. that everybody at the Emmy's office is going to know that that's our loved one. Yeah. I don't know how it is here in California. Are they so big that they're really unattached? I mean... I, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. Uh... I, I'm, I'm going through like the paperwork of like Dave, Nate Fisher is the husband. Right. That was Lisa Fisher. At and some put two point, and two together. Well, he, at some point, David had to show his ID mm-hmm. or he had to write some paper. Yeah. And they would have seen David Fisher. Yeah. I don't know. Fisher Funeral Home. Fuck. Uh, I know. No, no, no. I know. <laughs> like, you know I, they I should mean? have picked up if on just, that yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, the van they use for removals. Oh, God. That is, is that an early 2000s thing? Because I remember when I started my, one of my trade jobs. They were. They had just uh, let go of a guy who was was using. It's the only van he could afford at the time. Was like a. I, I call it a paint van. I don't know yeah. if it's called something else. Yeah. Um, but I've worked at places within this, you know, 2010 to to now. Yeah. That they have these kind of vans, not white. There's something about white removal car. Let me we, tell you that that I have a fear of those white vans. By the way, if I see them, I park way away from them because I call those Silence of the Lambs vans. <laughs> that is terrifying. I will never park one. And once on the street, and I'm on the street, I'll run. Right, right. But that is early 2000s. I've and when I, since I've been in the funeral industry, I've I've only used vans like that where painted different colors for flowers. Yeah, yeah, and I I just think too that. Um, 
the Fishers could probably afford a Dodge Caravan at this point. I'm sure. You know, I'm just sure. odd that that's what they use. And it's just so industrial. It is for industrial. For something that they're doing, yeah. you know. Um, the rest of, because I mean, Nate Nate, and everything with Lisa is at the forefront of this episode. We'll get back to, because I'm sure we have a lot to discuss in terms of what the family does with Lisa's uh, body. Uh, we can move to Keith and David. Um, I'm over Keith and David right now. <laughs> Listen, but David, David was just being, Keith was being so cool as usual. Love you, Keith. But David was just being so, he's trying to instigate, being whiny, jumping to conclusions. I mean, come on, David. He's back. Just take, take a breath. I know. I, I just think they're so done. Um, um, that whole, when David walks into Claire's room and, you know, you're sort of interjecting two storylines here. Uh, I didn't write it cause I didn't really see much of it. Uh, um, Looking at it from a different view, do you remember what it was? No. Okay. Well, <laughs> if only we weren't doing a podcast on Six Feet Under. Uh, I kind of like the kind of kiddie, not kitty, uh, high school immature touch of, of David and Keith in David's room. Yeah. They didn't have a place to stay, and David's like, oh, I just got, does he say I just got head or I just got a blowjob? Or what does he say? Uh, I don't, I actually don't recall what he said. Did oh. he say that? Yeah. He, he said, said that to Claire? He said, he said, no, no, no. To, oh, well, when they Keith. were talking about their two, no, yeah. No. Him and Keith are in David's bed. Mm-hmm. And David's just like, oh, I just got a blowjob in my, you know, my height, you know, my childhood bedroom, you know? Yeah, weird. It's just, you know, you kind of forget, like, they all lived here. You know, yeah. oh, shit. What am I saying? They, they still live there. Um, after after Lisa's funeral, I have Keith and David have a moment on the couch. What am I referring to? <laughs> what are they're on the couch? They're watching that show like that. Yes, that, okay. It's that's a- antique road show. Right, that's exactly what I had. Uh, when when this is why I think to, I mean there's so many two lot uh, two line exchanges between the two of them that I feel like yes this is why you shouldn't be together, but. When to encapsulate another reason why Keith says, um, well, David goes, I don't know what I'd do if I had lost you. That's so romantic. And then Keith says, you'll find somebody else. (laughs) I just think that's the perfect, like, (laughs) yep, that's why. But you know what's funny? I've been in Keith's shoes where I've said that. Not like, not someone asked, what would I do? But just say something. I feel like I'm Keith. I'm so logical and rational. Yes, you are. Right. That I feel like that's, instead of being like, oh, baby, I don't know what I'd do without you either. Just being like, you'll find someone else, you know. Don't worry about it. I know, I know. Um, I'm the Keith here. <laughs> You're the Keith in this friendship. <laughs> uh, the way that conversation ended, because if you remember, Keith is sort of like, oh, David is like, did we just get married? Oh, gosh, so beautiful. <laughs> I'm a romantic. What do you want from me? But did you find that the way the conversation ended weird? Because I don't know. David was just sitting there like happy but not happy. And and I don't know. I just found how it ended after. Because Keith like throws his hand away. and says, nope, we are not. This is not us getting married. I don't know. I just found it weird. Weird body language, I guess I would say. Good, good pickup on that. Good pickup. <laughs> you are the body language expert. What, what am I saying to you right now? Um, <laughs> I just want to throw out my Snapchat and Instagram name. Go ahead, go ahead. I oh, can tell. I can tell. No, go ahead. I'm saying to you. Go ahead. Oh no, let's just move on. Yo, did we we skipped over something? Go ahead. We're not going to talk about Ruth and George getting on. Today's episode is about sex. <laughs> That's all I. What do you want to talk about them getting it on? Go how ahead. loud and uncomfortable it was for everybody. Oh, I mean. 
I, I said on the episode we did, I find it when two old people are cuddling or doing anything. I just find it awkward. It's weird. It's so just you, something I've never seen. But you don't when think it's funny are, that everybody... Uh, no, no. It's was, hilarious. Yeah. Uh, and I think it kind of really fits the theme with not only are we going to have our wedding during our son's worst time in his life, you're also going to hear us have sex. And the most powerful <laughs> orgasm I think Ruth has ever had on this I show. I feel like Ruth would have died if, her, if that orgasm was as powerful as she I said. feel like I'm a little jealous of Ruth and that <laughs> orgasm. You need to get you a George. I need to get me a George. you a man who does both. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for you, George. <laughs> and you can reach me at Natalicious on Snapchat. And there we go. I knew we were totally there. I knew it took a little while to get there, but... I just wanted to talk about that because I just think it's hilarious how when um, it's just everybody was listening to it and that's Ruth is so inappropriate sometimes, (laughs) which is why she's great. Um, We'll we'll get to Ruth and George later in the episode. Uh, Brenda and Joe. Yes. There's not a there's not a lot that happens, but I didn't know. I had totally. I just didn't know that Justin Thoreau Thoreau, (gasps) who's a dream boat, was in this show. Have you not watched the leftovers? Uh, I know, I know, he is the leftover. Fantastic! That boy yeah. is the hottest man ever. <laughs> I was so thrilled when I saw him. It was such a nice little surprise. I did. He wasn't big back in the day when this first started. Oh, when like this he right is now. now. No, no. Yeah. Um, Joe. I'm gonna get Joe and Justin confused so much. Joe's basic where Brenda is right now, like the perfect guy for Brenda. Yeah. Because he's really like thoughtful and like, he's like everything. Brenda needs him to be. Yeah. Like, you know, he's like timid. He's sweet. He's caring, you know. Very Cause, kind. Because she even says too, like, I've never had a neighbor like this. And he's like, you know, if you think about what she's saying, like, I've never had no, anyone who just wants to come over just to come over. Yeah. You know. Um, and of course, she's going to destroy that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I, I Was it the season finale where Brenda meets Joe? Or did we talk about that? No, no, no. We we didn't talk about that. Okay, I so think you and Jillian talked okay. about that. Yeah. So I had mentioned in the episode that you know when you first when you meet Joe and Brenda, Brenda's like standing in the courtyard by herself, totally bare, like you know nothing. She's being, and then Joe kind of has he has that horn that's covering, and he's behind the screen. Right. Go ahead. No, no. I just thought it was interesting that uh, the fun fact that Jillian gave us that they don't like to be called Close. French horn players. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just I never knew that. Learn something new every day. But anyways, uh, yeah. Um. So, but you know, it's funny towards the end of this episode between them, just that, I'm telling you, it's like that little stuff about six feet under because Brenda, like I said, Brenda started and she's just, she has nothing. She's standing in the middle of a courtyard, just totally all vulnerable. And later on in the episode when he's feeding the cats and she comes home and to kind of be like, oh, we're going to have a date, whatever. She has like a book now and a bag. I I, like literal baggage. Because I mean, think about what. She, like, she doesn't, because she's like, oh, what happened? She's she's crying. Joe comes home, and she's like, oh, nothing. My friend died. It's totally, and she doesn't have to say what no, really happened. They're, that, they're yeah. barely, they're, how long have they known each other? Yeah. I'm just saying, uh, I think Brenda really quickly, quickly reverted back to old Brenda. Yes. You're very insightful. Well, I mean, if you watch this stuff that much, it's 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 kind of there. I would have never picked up on the, the baggage. I just... Well, I was saying, because the reason why that's so standing off is because, again, she's just standing there in the middle of the courtyard, and now she's a lot more comfortable now, because at the beginning, she was, like, really timid. I'm not going to sleep with you, and I'm being awkward, and now she's just kind of kissing him and all that. Doing um, everything that she wasn't going to do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh... 
I don't think we have much on. Do you have anything else besides how good looking? Ugh, I can admit it. How I could good admit it. looking? Yep. yep. We're talking He's... about Brenda. <laughs> no, no, I'm, t- no, I'm yeah, totally I, joking. I'm talking about Brenda no, too. No, I'm totally joking. Just I'm totally joking. did. Yep, mm. on the screen now. But those eyebrows, no, no, something happened there. That's a, that's the early 2000s. <laughs> yeah, we've we've evolved from then. <laughs> uh, Tariko, Vanessa, and Angelica. Um, Angelica. Angelica. Uh, season three ended with Rico unable to deal with everything going on at home, and we meet Sophia, the stripper, Infinity. Uh, Vanessa finally gets the courage to tell Angelica to move out. Uh, Angelica says to Rico when, when they're fighting, she's like, congratulations, you won. And like Rico has like a smirk on his face. Rico I, hates his sister-in-law. <laughs> but I mean, I don't think there's anything to like. I know. <laughs> like, like, forget about like, oh, do you hate her or not? I don't know if there's anything to like. Yeah. She just totally took over. And this is something I never get in TV shows. I didn't, you know what? Maybe in life. She didn't say, move out, you're a bum. She was like, hey, I think it's, need to, it's time you need to start looking. And I can understand how that comes off. But how else is that supposed to get brought up? You know what I mean? I know. There's I never a good time to bring it up. But I guess it's just like, it's the reason why, like, you, I don't know. I just I was like, it's not really anything bad. She's just asking, hey, maybe we could get on with looking for a place, whatever. Uh, Rico, mm-hmm. being a good Catholic boy, goes to confession. Yeah. I feel like you have something to say. No, that. I was just, what? what is your max time of somebody sleeping on your couch? <laughs> I just just need to know. I'm asking for a friend. When, when, how long would it take you to tell me to get out? <laughs> Oh, uh, zero. Uh, <laughs> you got like two hours. <laughs> <laughs> no, he goes. So he goes to church. Good Catholic boy. Um, and that term that he used, he used it so fast. Even the father was like, oh, or the definition what? of that term. He said it so fast. You could what? tell that Rico was Googling it beforehand. Like, I I forgot the name. No, of I think it. he says, do you know the, do you know the first passage of whatever? And he goes, yes, yes, the new, the whatever. But he like went out so quickly. But that, yeah, but then even, when the, he says, even the uh, priest was impressed. But when he says you have to say the uh, act of contrition, he like speaks it out. Uh, we're not, let's not get too religious here, right? But the idea of confession. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not even listening to you. Go no, ahead. no, listen, listen. Well, my only, I, I was trying to, how do I say this? Cause I'm not, you know, I'll speak for you. We're not here to offend anyone or whatever. No, not but at all. you kind of have to. The idea of confession. Wouldn't I be fair to say like it repairs your relationship with God, but it does nothing to the people around you, right or no? I I don't know. If I I, I'm, I don't know. I don't if know. I betray you in an awful way, mm-hmm. I steal tires off your car. Please don't do that. <laughs> God, I could barely afford that. <laughs> Well, what I'm saying is if I, okay, you know what, let's, let's, instead of stealing the tires off your car, make it Rico. Rico now confessed to his priest. Yes. That does nothing to Vanessa. Is Vanessa any less hurt? Is it any more no. a betrayal as no. a husband no. as whatever? So No. I once saw a quote one time that was like, saying I'm sorry doesn't fix the broken plate. It doesn't fix that. It doesn't do that. You ruined that I, quote. I did. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. It's a quote that I use all the time, apparently. But um, what I'm saying is right. that I hear, I, I agree with it. However, comma, I think that you start the repairing by starting there. I'm not Catholic. Um, and, and I appreciate and love all religions. I, that's just their big thing is that's where it starts. You start doing things like Hail Marys or whatnot, but it's bringing into, then you bring it down the line a little bit, you know? But don't you think the way, 
and the way they shot it and the way they filmed it, the way Rico just blurts out this act of contrition or whatever the prayer was, doesn't it seem kind of... I guess I'm going two routes. Doesn't it seem kind of silly that now he just said an act of contrition, now he's forgiven? Yeah. I don't know, right? And then two, at this point, while you said I, well, it starts the... What did you say? It's, okay. Isn't it also wildly selfish? It's not. I mean, you you first you admit he, to... He got a blowjob. Doesn't matter what that... Let's call her a woman. Doesn't matter if she's a stripper or not. Or another woman. And he... Because... While you're right, it repairs. It's not like he's now going to run home and tell Vanessa. Not he's yet. He's keeping that... Sh- right. No, and it's more like until he gets caught. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe until he's ready. Maybe he's ready. When he's ready to, Rico he's going to tell Vanessa. There's nothing, there's nothing in the two... Epi- the, 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 since he met Sophia to now, where we see him in this episode one, there's nothing of a vibe that Rico's going to one day sit his wife down and say, hey, by the way. And I feel like I have further proof in that it takes him getting literally caught with her yeah in order for him I, to maybe, say but anything. maybe the maybe the confession starts you know he's going through some things too i'm not condoning his behavior it starts him healing so that he can be a better husband so that he's not Fair so enough. resentful against vanessa um but it's do you it understand what i'm saying though doesn't that sound like it's selfish i don't think it's selfish i cheated I think on her and now i'm going to repair myself and she has no idea about any of this i think that he should tell her I, I think that he should tell. I don't know if selfish. I don't. I don't really know if that's the right word, or maybe. I'm just saying that you know, the, he took the first step. You know, um, uh, you know, he admitted to God and to others his exact nature of his wrongs, and then he's gonna, you know, when able to do so, he's going to make amends. If this show ended today and we never did another podcast, do you think Rico would ever tell Vanessa? Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Partially because I go against everything you I know, say. That's what I, I was say. <laughs> the only reason you're no, saying that. No, I'm not saying it like that. No, I think he is. Okay. I, I think that his nothing, guild is going to get him eventually nothing. and he's going to say something. Okay. Okay. Uh, we see that on the way home. Rico sees uh, Sophie. I don't like calling her Infinity, so I'm going to call her real name Sophia. Uh, sees her outside the strip, strip club on his way home. But what's funny about that is like right before that, after uh, Lisa's funeral, he's there with uh, Lisa. Um, Lisa. Nate and David, it's after Lisa's funeral, and he's like, okay, you're good? You need anything else? They're like, nope. He's like, all right, I'm going straight home. Goodbye. And they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but that thing, like, it, like that sort of that idea is like, when you do something wrong or, or whatever. You write yourself out. Well, no, no. Every You think everything pertains to, like, if you stole oh, something, yeah. and it's like someone's just going to come up to you like, hey, what's in your pocket, bro? You stole that, you know? Uh, I just found that funny. Uh, to move to Claire and Russell. And then we have a whole Ugh. second half of the episode. Let's too. just, let's make this quick. <laughs> Russell is annoying. Russell's this guy that I went to high school with and ugh. Let me ask, let me ask you, why does, why do you think Claire reaches out to Russell? Because Claire, listen, I bet Claire, this is an off, this is an awful experience for Claire too. She needs comfort. She's not getting it from anybody in her family. She obviously doesn't have any friends. She needs that. She needs that comfort. She needs that reassurance. She needs that, that warm body. Yeah. That's why she reached out to him. I just think she is perpetually the forgotten fisher. She, she truly just, she is. The only person who knows about this is Brenda. You know, I think in one of our first earliest pod, of course, because birds of a feather flock together. I think in, um, what was that? 
That's what I always say. Because they're both. <laughs> How many things do you always say? This is the first time I've ever heard you say this. Like so what, is, what is that again? Say it. that again. Birds of a feather flock together. And what does that mean? I guess what I'm saying is like um, Brenda and Claire are like the troubled souls in their families. And of course, they, of course, Brenda knows what Claire's going through. Okay. okay so, anyways, my point after that genius saying I just did, um, okay. what I was saying is. Um, in the beginning, when we first started doing this podcast, I remember telling you how much I despise Claire. And then as we're going through the episodes, I feel so bad for Claire. Yeah. I mean, she's, I, I think, I remember in the pilot episode, Ruth is crying over Nathaniel's grave and they're all, you know, David's there, has a hand on her. Nate is like, you know, they're right with, right close to the grave as possible. And they have Claire all the way in the background. And just even their age disparity. Yeah. Let's say Nate's 35. Let's say David. Well, how old do you think they are? I, think, I feel like we should know this. I think that Nate seems like he's a he's a solid 36. So there's at least 18 years. Mm-hmm. Difference. Well, yeah. But see, they still should be big protective brother. I, I Claire's forgotten. Oh, I think they are. Claire's forgotten. I'll tell you what, though. I, I feel like in that episode when she, if she would have, she would have gone to David before Nate about, hey, I got. I need an abortion. Yeah. Well, I have to go get an abortion. I feel like, I think they are big brothers. They are big brothers. I just she's she's forgotten about they. But those yeah. those two have their own lives going on. And Ruth, well, we all know what Ruth is doing. Yeah. And her father's gone. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Uh, at Lisa's funeral, Claire tells Russell <laughs> that she had an abortion, and Russell freaks the fuck out. It makes it all about himself. Um. I love the way she tells him. She's like, yeah, I've been out. I've been doing this. Blah, 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 and I got an abortion. And he's like, what? <laughs> you know? I mean, say, say that so, again. <laughs> let me ask you. Does Russell have a right to be upset? Yes. Um, do you think... Oh, while I sort of agree that he made it all about himself, I just feel like... If I could possibly tie this into... God, I'm going to dig myself such a hole right now. The transgender movement, and I'm going to stick to specifically the Caitlyn Jenner thing. Uh, I mean, there's people out there, right? Like, we are accepting. There are people out there who, whether or not they are, let's just say, not accepting of it, but there's not hate. It's just not what they what they believe in their construct. Um, like, you realize there's a lot of a lot of people out there who are not, let's call us progressive, I don't know, but I don't like labeling us, where they're not able to adapt as quickly. And I think part of, without trying to sound stupid or, or hating, you have to, some, something as big of a change as that, because we're now crossing genders. You know, up until, I don't know what age we could say, up until a certain year, we there's no thought of like another, right? Um, the idea of just to get used to it, like, can I have a minute to accept this? Because uh, there's a there's a, a Bill Burr, my favorite comedian. He's like, you know, Caitlyn Jenner, uh, what was his name before? Bruce. Mm-hmm. Bruce Jenner one day was a man, and the next thing he came out in the media, he's a woman. And he, like, just needed a minute to wrap his head around it. Cause it's like, <laughs> and I'm totally, like, retelling the joke as he tells it. He's like, I have a beard. If I went and shaved right now and I came back, you'd be like, oh, my God, <laughs> like you look like that. Like, I didn't know you looked like that. Russell just kind of had, I don't want to say his world imploded, but he just had some rather shocking news. Yes. Does he act like, 
he does make it about himself, but I also don't know how I would react if like that, just the way it's been told to him. And I, I get where he just wanted to help her. In the end, it ain't about him. Her, she took care of it and whatever. Like his feelings, the only person that matters and who cares is him. He, uh, right? Uh, I just felt, well, tell me how you think about me feeling that I wish you would have had like a little bit more leeway to be angry, to be upset or whatever. Just to, like, he, he did kind of keep saying it. Like, I just need a minute to like. He did. He was saying like, that the whole time. Like, what the fuck just happened? She did. She did just put that on him. Yeah. You know, obviously. Um, I, I, I don't want this to sound like Russell should have been a lot more treated for. I'm just saying I, I could have. I understand. I just think that Russell's just a whiny little Russell. Yeah. And yeah. I just didn't appreciate. I mean, you know what? We, we. You're not in that. We're not in that situation, so I don't know. But I, I hear what you're saying. Where um, he just needed a minute. Okay, yeah. you just this is. I mean, it's big. News. And when I say it's a minute, event. he what he probably should have done instead of saying all that is he should have probably left to go like yell at himself in the parking like, lot and excuse himself to the restroom or something. Yeah, I don't that's know. what I mean. That's what I mean. Just a minute to be like, what the fuck just yeah. happened? Fuck Claire. Like just in his head to himself, not in front of her. Yeah. Like you know, just to get it all out. Yeah. Because you just you reserved earth shattering news or whatever. Um, but I mean, I guess I don't want to say. Pro- I guess I'll say props to Claire for handling it. You know, that was a, a strong move to. I'm gonna handle it, and then I'm gonna come back and like. I don't know. I guess you could kind of talk about that all day. Uh, I guess I, I just. I wish. I wish it wasn't. I wish they didn't make Russell flip out so much, or if he just would have left the room to go flip out and then come back. Yeah. You know. And you know, how the hell would you ever deal with that? Um, in the middle of them, while uh, Russell's flipping out and Claire's talking, George comes in. Yes, everything's Gosh. okay. But it's just so funny There's George. How, how George is, you know, Claire's like, oh, we're fine, George. Thanks. <laughs> this horrible, horrible George timing. Just popping up. <laughs> I just love how bad timing he has. Um, to, to, to get back to the main, the main story arc, uh, Lisa's in town, family's in town for the funeral. Uh, are twins creepy? Um, no. What? They're so creepy. They're cute as a button. There's two of the same people. <laughs> like there's clones they're out super, there. There's, that's cool. Science know. is cool. And just DNA the way those cool. twins are just sitting there and everything, yeah. they're, they creep me out. Um, so what we learn is that the Kimmels, which was Lisa's family, uh, wanted Lisa cremated and placed in the family mausoleum. Do you know that Mrs. Kimmel, had, do you know that actress? Uh, I, when I was going through the episode, yes. Who is she from? She's from one of my favorite 80s movies called The Witches of East Eastwick. Oh, no, no. She was the preacher's wife, and she threw up all the cherries. And oh, really? It, it has Jack Nicholson. Cher is in that movie, and you have never saw it, huh? No. It's on HBO uh, movies right now, uh, category you, ro- romance. Is this your plug for the HBO <laughs> Go app? <laughs> I loved her in that movie when I realized that she was Mrs. Kimball too. She's so dramatic. Yeah. She's fabulous. Well, I mean, to to, to stay with her, I don't know. And Ruth does it too. Well, let me say Frances Conroy. The way she's sobbing at the funeral, I don't know how you do that as an actor or actress. I don't know. You're mad respect. Imagine right now I just start start hysterical crying. Can't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But like I said, as we learned that... um, Lisa's family has a. They wanted her cremated, placed in a family mausoleum, and Nate wants to honor Lisa's wishes, um, which is to just literally be placed in the earth. Uh, um, I guess 
to start here within legal confines, right? What Nate says goes, yes? If that's Correct. the same in yeah. California. This is, this is where I'm putting my management sweater on. Okay. I didn't, I, first of all, the fact that David, it was nice of David and Nate to allow her parents to be a part of the arrangement conference, mm-hmm. but they are, Nate is legally married to Lisa. Mm-hmm. Why, why are you fighting with the Kimmels about it? It's what Nate does. Whatever Nate wants to do is what's going to happen. Oh, I mean, and then in addition on. to that, that sounds like something I would say. You know damn well that, that these are why families fight. I know. No, oh. no, no. I know that. I'm just saying. You know, just the 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 fact of even like give just if if you felt so Nate, if you guys had this discussion and Lisa felt so strongly about that, then make it happen, Mrs. Kimmel. I love you. I'm sorry your daughter has passed, but she's my wife, and this is what we're doing. And yeah. I'm footing the bill. Yeah. Yeah. So let's not forget that. You know. Um, and also, the, Lisa's wishes could have been 100. percent I don't understand why. Why they didn't do that? Why they? Why, didn't why do they? What? 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 I don't understand why Nate did what he did when they could have, you know, placed her, laid her to rest, unembalmed, in a shroud, in a like an Orthodox Jewish casket but with I, the vault upside the, down. No, but she, earth to earth. She said he, she didn't want a casket or anything. Okay, well, she's that. It's a. It's it would have descended. They they. It's a biodegradable, a, sh- a shroud or something. I'm sure the only requirement is a vault, and you turn the vault upside down, so it's earth to earth. You know. Uh, I I just I mean for the purpose of what we're talking about, there's got to be tension, like you know, for a show to happen. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? I know. So that's why I get what you're saying. I have to quit nitpicking all that stuff. No, 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 no. It, it's no, no, because I mean we, we do it all the time. You know, Nate Fisher. They would have known that. That's Nate's. Uh, that's Nate's wife when they go to pick her up. Yes, like, you know right, what I mean? right. And they, they probably chances are they know that medical examiner. Yeah, <laughs> like you yeah. know they don't come in they're total strangers. Um, but I lost my train of thought. Uh, yeah, what what Nate says goes, and you know, and I think they wanted to show because I think the reason why the the final scene is I don't want to call it gruesome raw is because we haven't seen Lisa. Like, we don't... We, that little snapshot we get of her at the medical examiner's office, she she got eaten, you know? I mean, she got eroded away by the ocean and everything. Uh, to give finality... Because she was missing for three episodes. To give her finality and to, like, closure and just, like, the rawness of everything and to have Nate do it, uh, I think that's why they kind of went, you know, bare bone, you know? Yeah. Literal body and the thing. There's no way that's legal. There's, it's absolutely illegal. What? It's illegal. He yeah, just placed yeah. her in the... You can't do that. I don't know how they not... Um, we'll get there. We'll get yeah. there. Um, Nate and David are fighting in the prep room, and we actually have the scene on. But this is where you hear Arthur <laughs> drop the line of, um, oh, I guess I'll go sort out those... Uh, uh, what do they call them? Unclaimed cremated remains. Yes. And that's how we get the thing later in the episode. Yes. Um, what's the l- earliest cremated remains you know of unclaimed a, a long time yeah i yeah. believe longer than i've been alive oh yeah I, I believe i've seen cremated remains from the 50s i don't think i've seen 50s i think i've seen 50s um but there's the whole thing of because it, it, it is a common question what do you do with uh, well, state, at this point at this point you could what is it six or 12 months 
It's 120 days. 120 days that you could legally... You have 120 days. If the, if well, we're the, talking about Florida. I don't know if it's the same everywhere. Yeah. In, in the state of Florida, if a family hasn't received their loved one's uh, cremated remains after 120 days, the funeral home has a right to scatter the cremated remains uh, in the ocean. And how many funeral homes do you think actually do that? <laughs> I hope none of them do that. But I do think the unclaimed cremated remains, the medical examiner's office that happens for the indigent program. And I also think that maybe, I think maybe a few... Do like you do that just, just because they just, they don't, house. Yeah. the clean house, they don't want them. They don't want to be held responsible. 120 days is what? That's, that's four three months. months. Oh yeah. They're, that's four months. Yeah. I think that's more than ample time. To receive your loved one? No, well, yeah, to receive of them and then dispose of them if, if you don't feel like picking them up. What's going to change after four months? You know, yeah, I know people well, you are know what? Sometimes people are just not ready to receive Fair their enough. loved ones. So. Someone else then. Yeah, but you know, some, know. It, it's. I think you got to put yourself in that situation. But I don't. I do not agree with uh, funeral homes yeah. doing that. Uh, to get back to Brenda, Brenda calls Nate to see if she wants him there at the funeral, and Nate says no, which is probably smart for all involved. Uh, but now is here where kind of Brenda feels like a total afterthought. Yes. Um, if you're Nate, do you, I mean, if you're Brenda, do you call again, trying to put her in the shoes of everything that happened? Would you add? I guess you would, right? If, I think that she's. Yeah. And I think it was appropriate for her to call and ask, too. And it was probably appropriate for her not to be there because you know Lisa has talked to her sister about Brenda. Yeah. And you yeah. know that, that that just would have been a bad situation. Yeah. Uh, at Lisa's funeral, do you recognize the casket? I do. Uh, you said you do this every. I, I was going to rely on you for this because you said you do this with everything you watch. I did say that, didn't I? <laughs> I must have, my head must have been turned at that moment. <sighs> well, it's going to show up here in a little bit because we have the episode and on. And then I'll tell you what it is. Well, it's the Cameron Oak. Thank you. <laughs> oh, okay. Ooh. So I told you what it is. Okay. I actually knew what it was. I just wanted <laughs> you, you to. Me. I wanted you to have an opportunity to show your casket knowledge. Well, you know what? No, it is the Cameron Oak because I know it's by the handles. Look, we're going to see it right here. Let's wait live on air. As the camera pans around, do you notice? Do you notice? Do you notice uh, her sister, Lisa's sister? Um, yeah. Is it the Cameron Oak? No. Yes, it is. No, it's not. The Cameron Oak doesn't have the corners like that. That's the Bradbury. That's not the Bradbury. You just trying to. (laughs) (laughs) You just want to say anything? No, the Cameron Cameron Oak on it, and you would have. No, I'm telling you, it's the Cameron Oak. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, The Lisa's sister is. The, the, the Cameron Oak is in a cremation casket, so that you think that's what they're following here? Okay, okay, this okay. This is the lawyer for Skyler in Breaking Bad. She's done a bunch. Oh, of Oh, is stuff it? Too. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so after this funeral, right? The timeline of what happens. Did you pick up on this at all? Yes. So the timeline that happened here is Nate seemingly takes Lisa to the crematory immediately after the service, and expected to be back in an hour <laughs> with her cremator remains. Let me start here. Is there any physical way possible to cremate a body within 60 minutes? No. Okay. Now, when they say an hour, right, we're not even factoring in driving time. Correct. <laughs> this <laughs> is Los Angeles. <laughs> like, you know, he probably gets to the crematory in an uh-huh. hour. Uh, when I did, I thought maybe we skipped a day, but then they're all wearing the same suit and everything. No, they, it was literally it was right literally after like, like a reception. Hour. Yeah. He's was... all, see you back in an hour. There's no There's shot. No way, especially if they're cremating her in the Bradbury Pecan. Um, 
they, yeah. they <laughs> you caught that now with especially if they're cremating her that container itself takes a while that's a four to six hour cremation process yeah i mean let, 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 not let, to mention let, the cool down period well that's what i'm saying let's give them the benefit of the doubt yeah. that she's in a she's in a, a cardboard container and they're going to take her out but i mean they don't because i mean they kind of close it up right there i mean just super odd it gives the false impression that you could have a service and later that day yeah Actually, and an hour after you that. end. I don't know yeah. about you. In my and and uh, did you say I don't know about you? But in my industry, did <laughs> <Yes, it> <laughs> I'm just saying every, it's it's uh, it's a it's not alarming, but it's Hollywood that does that. When I tell people the this first of all, the state law is 48 hours after death. You know, when they just walk Florida, in. it's important exactly. to say just. Florida. I'm sorry. I'm just. But um, uh, trying to keep it. Real. They're just so surprised by it because Hollywood makes it just like this episode yeah. makes an hour. Look at those cute baby boys. Those freaks. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, question. Do you know what happened to Lisa? Mm-hmm. You do? Mm-hmm. Okay. Just checking. Uh, cause I was looking for hints in this episode and they mm-hmm. give you nothing. I didn't see anything. anything. I thought that and we I was would, picking up on I a, thought like right at that moment yeah. too, we would find a hint, but yeah. nothing. Yeah. I thought he would, you know, in the background, he would have been like with a sign. I did it for like <laughs> a second. Uh, so Nate, <laughs> Nate seemingly actually does show up within the time frame that they, whatever. And that's where we kind of get the kickback to, uh, our death capsule. Yeah. Where we see that they switch out the cremated remains, and we have a uh, Bruno Bakersville Walsh. So the the Kimmel family walks away with his ashes, Bruno's cremated remains, cremated remains, and they have no idea. That's crazy. No, it is. I was so surprised that David was a part of this too. I. I can't believe he's complicit. I know. I, I was also, shocked. I also love it. Oh, that's, that's brother. That's like, because I mean, they're saying, you know, they can't even talk about it in front of Arthur. Yeah. And David asked him like one last time, you're going to go do it. And Nate's like, yep. That's, that's like kind of like ride or die. That's ride or <laughs> That is ride or die. No pun intended. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> nice. Um, but I love David being, a, David being, you know. Yeah. Uh, Rico doesn't know. They the only two of them that know are the, the only two people that know are the two of them. Uh, I really like that that David's complicit in it. Um, Brotherly love. Yeah, really is. I just I, it is kind of shocking if you think about it. You know. Uh, so I guess we could kind of <laughs> where we're at. We could uh, somewhat close the episode. Uh, David's cleaning up the cremated remains of Bruno Walsh and. A little bit of a montage where we have Claire. She's trying to look at things from a new perspective. Uh, the way she's standing on her bed. Do you remember she's standing on her bed and she's kind of looking down? Mm-mm. Well, she's standing on her bed and looking down. Oh, oh, I remember that. <laughs> um, I think it was like a little bit of a nod to the way the kid died in the, the death capsule. Just you the are way so, he listen, jumped. not trying to build your ego up or anything like that. You are so insightful. Uh, You're a genius. We have here Nate burying Lisa's body back into the quote-unquote earth. Um, on this this final scene that happens, uh, thoughts? Just The one with him screaming. Yeah, just that whole part. You know what? I'm so glad you asked me about that. We are on the podcast of Six Feet Under, so. Okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. Uh, after I watched that, uh, ep- after I watched this episode, uh, I went and took a shower and I would just stop, 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 stop there for a minute and thought, you know, how you always get your deep thoughts when you're taking a shower. 
<laughs> that scream was so powerful. Yeah. It shook me. Well, let me say here, how fucking great of an actor has Peter Krause been over the past like four yeah. episodes? It's been Amazing. really Amazing. Like really yes. good. Really good. Have, so my, the thing is, is that I felt like, I felt like with things, with things that have happened in my life, I've missed that opportunity to scream and maybe I should have, scre- <laughs> maybe I should have, you know, been screaming. Have you ever had something so intense, so tragic, so real and the only thing that you can do is scream and how did it feel once once in my life i got so mad that i screamed so loud my throat hurt for the next week there is not a better way to sum up what nate felt than not scream that that 100 y'all got that right (laughs) but let me say this when i had that moment I yelled so hard, I felt like I was going to pass out a few seconds later. Did it feel good, though? No, I just said it felt like I was going to pass out. <laughs> I thought I was going to die. <laughs> My listening uh, skills are on how, point. How Nate drums that up as I did it over something I was passionate about. Nate did that over acting, over a fake dead wife. Amazing. Amazing. Right? Yeah. Um, uh, the one problem I had with this scene, total bullshit that Nate could have dug that hole. No, okay. How many hours? Do you know? My shoulder hurts just watching him start to, you know what I mean? Yes. And then too, that dirt would have never settled like that. I know. You see at the end, like, yeah. you know, I was just like, uh, you know. Uh, two things here. One, that chi, that chi, that tree is similar to the tree that ends every title sequence. Correct. Like, you know, the thing that says six feet under. Correct. I like how they did that. Isn't that a willow tree? Uh, I have no idea. Okay. I couldn't tell you. We should look that up. And the way Nate carries Lisa's body out is and i guess too even the way lisa is buried is rather similar to a death later in the series which i thought was really cool and i never had seen that up until um this episode that closes out our episode any other thoughts on the episode thought that again my favorite scene is the last scene uh of screaming loved it after cough <coughs> okay uh i would say who my next week's guest is but you are co-host thank you thank you so much for the honor we'll do this over over the course of two episodes okay and i think i think i did the one with this with you already everyone has gotten to know me because i've done all however many episodes we are and i did an intro podcast about myself so i think it's time for the fans and listeners to know a little bit about natalie so (laughs) i'll leave it up to you we could go straight up questions or we could play douche or no douche (laughs) Are you in my Instagram right now? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You know, what? let's go. Let's go. Questions. Let let's, ask me. I don't really want to talk about myself. Let's just do one no, question. No, uh, no. Like personal things like that. I mean, I don't mind. This is not that. personal. No, nobody. And nobody's interested in it. No, everyone. No one knows who you are. They do. They follow me at Nat Loves Duncan. Let's go rapid fire with the questions. Okay, I'm going to answer two questions. That's it. Okay, so rapid fire of okay. all these questions. Okay. Okay. Have you ever hit on a teacher? Yes. Have you ever seen a ghost? Yes. Have you ever kept the tag on a piece of clothing and then returned it? All the time. <laughs> one of my favorite things to do. Have you ever been thrown out of a bar? Yeah, I've not answered that question. Have you ever locked yourself out of your apartment like while, let's just say in just underwear or just like pajamas or whatever? No. Um, can't ask that. Have you ever driven off with a gas pump attached to your car? No. Have you ever logged into someone's email and looked at it? Yes. A song you know all the words to? Gin and Juice by Snoop Dogg. <laughs> That's a true story. Okay. Okay. Great. 
Uh, next episode, we'll we'll do some douche or douche. I'll get some more questions. Okay. That wasn't that bad, right? No. How did we do? No, I meant the questions. Oh, we're still recording. <laughs> I thought we were done. <laughs> the questions are fine. We have to. We have to. Uh, figure out a new way to close out the episodes now because usually well, I, do I, it. I i'm just gonna leave everybody with these what i always say never park next to a white van uh it's important that's like an important fact of life we are on twitter <laughs> at digging podcast i'm gonna save somebody's life one day with that we little tidbit. are on facebook at digging six feet under uh Natalie, your six feet under digging podcast the six feet under digging podcast <laughs> natalie you, you people can follow you at uh, Snapchat, Natalicious, and Instagram, Nat Loves Duncan. And you can see pictures of my shoes, the meat that I uh, barely cook, uh, my dog, Duncan Donut, and sick memes. And more recently, there's probably a lot of pictures of, of me and you. Um, yes, Fred and Morticia. That's our tagline. Yes. <laughs> I you love know, that. I feel like we're going to get t-shirts. Let me let me see if this works as well. I'll, I'll try it for a few episodes. You could also follow me on Instagram. I'm at victormiguel.r. So let's see. Why don't you start an Instagram uh, for the at Fred and Morticia? Because no. Thank you for listening, everyone. Thank you. to the digging six feet under podcast listen to this and all episodes at diggingpodcast.com join us on the next episode as we review each episode of hbo's original television series six feet under please search and subscribe to us on itunes under digging six feet under waiting on a call from you